Welcome to Beer Breath Podcast. Um, today it is just me and Sam. Um, no Curtis today. I think he had some something planned with his wife because I think it was their anniversary a couple of days ago. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, something of that sort. Who knows? Like that. Priorities, uh, I guess. Yeah, we'll see where his real priorities are. I guess, but um, so today we'll talk about. A little bit about the uh, home run derby. Most exciting baseball has been probably all year, or maybe even ever, besides playoffs. I guess um, we'll talk about a we'll talk about air conditioning. I'll just leave it at that. Pretty uh, pretty controversial article that came out um, <laughs> that we'll get into a little bit, and then Fourth uh, of July is over, so we will basically. I mean, it's basically time to stim or stimulate, stimulate, <laughs> stimulate our minds, though. Stimulate our minds, but simulate till football season. So we'll do a little bit of football talk at the end, probably. Um, other than that, we'll see where it goes. So get ready for it. Sports and beer and so much more. Hottest topics on the cutting room. Your friends having a blast. Get ready for the beer bread podcast. Alright, I made my own six pack today and it's in like a bottle carrier, so I can't remember what I put in. So I got six in here and there's a couple of uh, multiples, but I can't remember what I got or where they are in here. So I'm going to play a little uh, beer roulette for the beer. This of, is, uh, the suspense is killing me. Just curious, where do you guys go? Where do you make your own at? Uh, I got this at uh, the fridge. Oh, okay. They have uh, they have probably the most extensive selection in uh, yeah. Manhattan. Is it $9.99? Uh, uh, $9.95. Four cents cheaper than $9.99. Must be nice. Um all right, you ready for this one? Is a wow, Lagunitas wow. daytime IPA. Okay, different than the uh, little something that's one of the uh, show favorites. Um, this is obviously by Lagunitas, which is in uh, California and Chicago, I guess. Yeah, it has them both on there. Um, but this is called the daytime ale. Um, 4% ABV, which Whoa. seems very low for an IPA. Yeah, what? 4.0? Yeah, that's what it says on the can. You sure you didn't go to uh, an old Kansas grocery store? It says at 4% ABV and only 98 calories. Oh, uh, it's trying to save the cows. <laughs> Daytime IPA, IPA represents everything we know about making hot flavored, hot forward beer expressed in a soda voice. I don't know what that means. But I guess this is maybe kind of what we were talking about, making a light version of an IPA. Yeah, uh, I'm super intrigued, but I'll I'll let you taste first. Hmm. It does kind of taste like an IPA, but it's very very light. And I don't I didn't grab a glass since I'm here by myself. I didn't go rummage through the uh, cupboard. <laughs> hmm. It does taste like an IPA, but it's not. It's not super hop, hoppy. Like yeah. it, you don't get that bitterness, but it still tastes like an IPA. 
So I kind of like it, honestly. Do you have the IBUs on there? I'm trying to find them right now. Um, but I was intrigued because it has a four, a 3.95 or a four rating on uh, Beer Advocate and some other places. So it's got really high scores. Yeah, that is pretty high. I would first initial drink. I'm I'm thinking this is going to be pretty high because it's like we were talking about. Like I don't like IPAs because sometimes they're too intense. Um, but the flavors there sometimes that's good, but sometimes it's too much. But this one isn't too much at all. I feel like that's a good intro. This is a super good intro for people who want to just barely get into IPA. Like you know what I mean? Like going from <laughs> bush to light. I tried this one first. Yeah, I I think that's perfect. Uh, perfect way to put it because that's what it's like a IPA flavored bushlight is what it drinks like basically. <laughs> I wish I could see it, but it, I think it's pretty light in color. The, almost this guy like said, a light beer. Yeah, this guy says by far the less the best low carb beer on the market. Yeah, this is pretty good because I don't know what the normal light beers are like Miller. Miller Lite always says that it's the lowest calorie light beer, right? But I can't yeah. remember how many it has. Less than 100. Yeah, they're all around 90 to 100, so I don't think it really matters. But yeah, that's what they're, besides a Miller 64. <laughs> yeah, or Bud Select. Bud Select, which is absurd. Yeah. So this is, this is I like this a lot. And it's kind of, almost makes me mad, because this has probably been out for a little bit, but. I still want to feel like it was my idea to make like a light version of an IPA that more people would drink. Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm looking at the can right now and like just when you said the name I was like, "Huh, like I I think they have a like a regular pilsner maybe too or something else. I I've seen a few Lagunitas, but I don't think I've ever seen that one." Yeah. I don't know I'm sure it comes in like a 6 or 12 pack. This isn't a can, by the way, obviously, but uh, yeah, I, I've only really seen the uh, IPA, like the regular, well, something IPAs or the regular Lagunitas IPAs. Yeah. But yeah, I'm intrigued by this. So initial, initial, very initial thoughts, pretty, pretty good. It's got the nail on the can? Yep. Yeah, it's okay. got a bent nail. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I'll finish that. Um, maybe even, depending on how I feel, just jump into another one. <laughs> That's right. You know, oh, wow. That would be huge. Got got a few down here, so we'll see. But I'll keep sipping on this one for now. Things get uh, a little stale and just <laughs> go play uh, more roulette. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess other than that, we're going to talk about the Home Run Derby, which was my I have a quick story. Hold on. Okay. Um, before we get into topics, so... Uh, you had mentioned yesterday I was super pissed and I'm not too pissed about this, but it still kind of sucks. So over the weekend I was golfing and, um, the, just to preface it, like, so I put my bag and I was riding with somebody else and it was like a super, super tight fit. I don't know why, like it was just weird as it putting your bag in the cart, in the cart. Like was it, it was an insanely tight fit. I was like, what's going on back here? Like, (laughs) like I didn't get it right. Like usually you have plenty of space, right? It's like rattling around. So I Mm -hmm. couldn't, so I like jammed it in essentially. And, um, 
locked it in, but like it was like way like cockeyed, but I, you know, I didn't really care, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, as so, long as they stayed in. Yeah. So hole one, um, I go off, hit my drive, extreme pull, like I've been doing. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> toss my driver back in my bag. And we all kind of do this a lot where you toss it in your bag, but it's only like 40% in, right? <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> when you're mad, you just stick it in the very top and just get yeah. in the cart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hanging out. So, um, all of a sudden, so we go, and I'm riding past you, but it doesn't matter. We go, and the bag, like, squeezes out. I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know how it squeezes out because <clears throat> it, like, squeezes out, and it's still locked in on the side. So mm-hmm. who knows? I obviously just shoved it in there, and it was all messed up. <laughs> well, anyways, I come back to pick it up because, like, you drop your bag all the time. It happens, right? Yeah, uh, not a huge deal. And I go back to pick it up and I'm like, wait, what's going on? And I look and probably a fourth of my driver is on one side and then a fourth on the or three fourths on the other. So oh, no. The head of the driver and like a little bit of the shaft is just like it was all like completely bent, but it wasn't. I thought it was bent, but it was actually just already split. So I think it had to do with how I just barely threw it in. And then it yeah. maybe hit the ground first. So um, basically, that broke. So I'm fucked there. I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a driver anymore. And I played the that was the first hole. So I played the entire round with a three wood. Uh, wow. So I mean, luckily for the course itself, it was a um, kind of like a staggish course or a shorter course. You, you know yeah, what I mean. Not- not super, super long. Yeah, not long. So uh, three wood was fine. And a lot of holes, you couldn't even hit three wood. So for the round, it didn't matter as much. But I mean, in general, just breaking your driver on the first hole and um, not a good, not a good uh, feeling there. And <laughs> I was, I didn't love the driver and I've had it for two years and it was a $70 used one from the golf show. So it's not a, a huge, huge deal. Um, still a little disappointing though. Yeah, are you gonna get a whole new driver? Do you think, or just get a new shaft and so keep that's the same what, head? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I might need to talk to Doug more about it. Um, the local and, golf shop expert, <laughs> the local golf shop expert, and see what he thinks. I do like it, but at the same time, I don't love it. So I don't, I don't know if I want to spend, you know, what whatever it would be, probably another seventy five plus dollars, right? <laughs> For a new shaft. For a new shaft and Yeah, like, and to have somebody do it and right. get so, all the angles and stuff right. Right, right. So it would be at least fifty bucks. So I'll, I'll have to think about it. Um probably just play with a three wood for now. Uh, <laughs> play with the club down. I have in the Cakes' basement we have so many, so I've got an old burner that I might use. Um, do you still have wasn't it you somewhere that had the John Daly Walmart one? Yeah, that we, I was hitting four hundred on the driving range. That one yeah, we have the hit the hippo or whatever it's oh, yeah, called. The hippo, yeah. I don't even actually know if that's a name, but it's something. Like I thought that. it had a lion on it. Yeah, but maybe the I don't know. Who knows? But uh, I still I still have my so my newer driver that I haven't used in like two years, but it the shaft snapped on it probably from repeatedly just banging it into the ground it weakened over time and finally cracked oh really this is recently uh no it happened so i've been using i got a new one ish one like probably five years ago 
I'd been using that up until about two years ago when I cracked it and I went back to my old one, which is like 10 plus years old. And I've been oh, using okay. that. And, uh, but I can't, I can't decide if it would be beneficial to get a new driver or if I'm just so inconsistent that there's no real yeah, point for a new there's driver. There's no point at all. What? So like, do you have the title is still, that's what mine is. Yeah, that's the one where the shaft split on it. Okay, yeah. I think my might be the club I have is very, very similar to that one because it's like a six-year-old model that I bought used for 70, 70 bucks. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, pretty disappointing. Another similar story, do you want to tell it, uh, involving Cookie Monster? <laughs> yeah, that was the old – that was like my original Big Bertha driver out at the range, and uh, I let somebody borrow it. I guess we already named names, but <laughs> let somebody borrow it, and they were hitting a couple off the uh, mats at the driving range. Well, uh, came down a little steep one time, hit behind the ball by who knows how far, but the head of it snapped completely off and went probably a good 100 yards out. Yeah, it was a range. bomb. Like yeah. the, the head of the driver went absolutely flying. It wasn't like it went right in front where you could go out and grab it. No, it was, yeah. It was pretty far out there, so that was... That was toast. <laughs> so I guess I just haven't had very good luck with drivers. It was Wildcat Creek, I think. I want to yeah, say it was. It was. I remember pretty vividly, actually, that it was Wildcat Creek. We were obviously whoever, not you, but I was laughing pretty hard. I'm not sure who else was with us, but <laughs> for me, it was pretty funny because I remember he just like held the, sh- the rest of the club and just kind of like looked at you with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't even hitting. I was just watching him hit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, man. oh goodness. Yeah, golf, I'm, maybe it's just a sign. I have bad luck in general, but maybe golf, my golf bad luck or just in being generally bad at it is a sign I need to just quit because I haven't had very good luck with golf lately and – me and Curtis, um, Trey, and Dom played on Friday after the 4th of July, and we got rain delayed by over an hour, and then the front nine was closed, so we played the back twice, which oh, was... Oh, okay. Shit, I didn't, I didn't even hear all the madness that happened. Yeah, so we had to play the back nine twice. He came up to us, it was like whole, we would have been done with 15 holes so we were moving on to 16 and he came up to us he's like hey the front's back open if you guys want to play that we won't charge you and we were all like none of us were playing well and we're like 27 holes of golf seems a little extreme (laughs) there's no point for that yeah because we'd already been out there for over five hours because our tea tea time was supposed to be at uh 10 40 and it ended up almost being noon by the time we headed off on the 10th tee but so yeah i don't know might might be time. Might I always be time say I'm to hang them up. <laughs> I don't know. I always say that, but then every time somebody asks me if I want to golf, I'm like, yeah, sure. I can't say no. Well, like so. for I mean, for me, it's something to do outside in the summer, which I don't want to be a huge bum and never go outside. Yeah, I, I uh, like kind of like Kurt talked about. I, I I like you know it being warm, but I don't love the heat like a ton. Yeah. And when you're not playing sports anymore, it's really hard to motivate yourself to, to go, go outside. Out into the heat. Right. <clears throat> and yeah. do things. So golf is like my main outdoor activity. So, yeah, I'm kind of – I've kind of i been playing bad for two years now too. So, it's 
We should thing. all just get together and take lessons. Like, so then it takes away like the, cause at least then you have your friends with you. While oh you're yeah. It. Yeah. So then, but I yeah, I wonder, I wonder they do do, cause my mom took them actually years ago, <laughs> uh, like group lessons. I, it doesn't always have to be individual. I don't yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, I need something. You, you know what is true? You know, what's true about me though? Like I have the worst luck in golf. Like I'll always hit it and it'll like roll, like it'll kick and bounce like on the path and then roll one inch into the high grass all the time. <laughs> yeah. Or like just unplayable or just into a hazard. Like I never catch a break ever. Hmm. And, uh, and I, that's why I get mad at my dad. Cause he'll like rocket thin a five iron <laughs> onto the green. Yeah. But, that's, ki- that's another CM, uh, story was he almost got a hole in one hitting a four hybrid we've probably told that before but <laughs> yeah it was it would, insane <laughs> that would have put uh that one one to shame and we might have quit golf at that point that might have been a good thing because yeah. what would be the point for us golfing after piggy monster hit a 80 yard uh four iron straight downhill and hold <laughs> hold out a par three <laughs> yeah there'd been no point to keep going <laughs> Just like there's no point for us to keep talking about golf. So we'll switch to the home run derby, which was Monday night. And probably the most exciting home run derby ever. Easily, probably. I I mean, because I used to watch it growing up, but I can't remember any other ones that have been Yeah, so they've changed changed the format. It used to be 10 outs, right? So Mm -hmm. you could, if you hit like three grounders, you were completely effed. Um, Because those counted as outs. Although Mm. I will say last year was fun because it was Schwarber versus versus Harper. So the last two years, but this year and has gotten just absolutely insane in general with homers. (laughs) And that uh, basically. And the the whole season in general too. Everybody's hit so many home runs. Right. So last night. So you want to go into it? Yeah, we both watched a good amount. I didn't watch the final round, but I felt like I didn't miss much because the fun all happened before that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the first round, I can't remember. Vlad Jr. didn't go first first. No, Jock Peterson did. did. Yeah, Jock did. And in the first round, Vlad hit 29, right? Yeah, 29. 29 home runs, which was the record. I think he broke Josh Hamilton when Josh Hamilton went insane yeah, and hit like a million straight that one yeah. year. Um, so he hit 29 and they weren't just home runs. Like they were hitting off the scoreboard. Like people were just laughing because they were going so far. They were just bouncing off the scoreboard in left field. And uh, so he hit 29 and then the format was you go head to head and then whoever hits more moves on obviously. So the, on the other side of the bracket was, uh, oh, who was on his bracket? Who's the one that? On his side? Yeah. Well, on his side was obviously Jack. And, yeah. Okay. And Bregman, because then Alonzo was who he played. Oh, yeah. Bregman w- was out first. Right. Or he, he didn't hit any, basically. Right. And then, so the second round was Vlad versus Jock, and they went into... Uh, like a three bat. overtimes. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> yeah, a like, home run off basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Was, so they had 
So the first time they had, I can't remember how many minutes, right? They got four minutes, four minutes. So the twenty-nine yeah. homers in both rounds by Vlad Jr. were over four minutes in a four-minute span. Yeah. And so then the one after that, the I can't remember how much time they minute. Had. I want to say a minute, let's just yeah. say yeah, minute or so. Yeah. So they tied again, and then after that, it goes to you get three swings, not like like. If you swing at it, it counts if it doesn't go out. So they right. did that twice again, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was and then the on one the... time was one to one, and then the second time Vlad hit two. Mm-hmm. And so, he won two to one. Yeah, so at that point he had hit I can't remember how many home runs total. For, Forty in the second round, I think, and twenty nine yeah. in the first sixty <laughs> nine home runs. And yeah. then so, so Vlad moves on and then on the other side is Pete Alonso, who he barely squeaked by the first round, and then I think he handedly won the second one. Yeah. But in the last round, Vlad hit. At that point, I think he was getting kind of tired. <laughs> yeah, I would say obviously, <laughs> but he lost to Pete Alonso, which kind of sucks. I was rooting for Vlad just because he's pretty awesome and he swings so fucking hard. Yeah, and they go so far. And he but, didn't he only have eight homers in the regular season? Yeah, he's only had eight. That's why people were like, "Yeah, I don't know if he deserves it because he's not an all star. I don't know if he deserves to be in this." Right? Blah blah blah. But thank goodness he was because it was super awesome. Yeah, it's so fun to watch, and he's like a big dude. He's like he's probably what six three two fifty. Yeah, he's pretty massive. <laughs> yeah, and Pete Alonso's big too, though. He's a big yeah. dude. So the difference with Pete Alonso when I was watching in the first and second rounds, he hit a lot to center and right center. I don't know if you saw the one he hit over the trees in center. Yeah, that one was absurd. That one was insane too. So um, a lot of the home run talk in general uh, and just basically what's been happening in baseball is about the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is kind of not a – true example the home run derby these guys are monsters and they swing so hard and they're so like they have the perfect type of swing so i wouldn't say that that was influenced that much right like vlad's were bombs out of the park like they would have been out mm -hmm. like that's no matter what i mean because i think some the record for exit velocity has been set multiple times this year i think right but that which i guess has to do with the ball yeah which could have to do with the ball but Verlander, Justin Verlander came out and basically said that it is juiced, which I don't know if, I don't know how you, like, do you just more tightly wind the center of the baseball or like, what yeah, do you even do? I'm just imagining it like super, super tight and compact so you can just absolutely math, mash it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has like a super bouncy factor off of the bat. And it is, I mean, when you think about it, think about all the guys I'm looking, I have the top uh home run leaders mm-hmm. and uh on the first page there's 50 guys with 17 plus homers that's like, insane like that's com- and that there might even be more on the second page still with 17 um you're looking at 30 or uh let's see we have 22 with 20 plus and they're just crazy names like <laughs> Re- renato nunez he has 20 homers heard of him no no. <laughs> uh, so Minnesota is the one that's going wild. Eddie Rosario has 20 homers. Um, let's see some other names. Max Kepler 
has 20 homers. <laughs> uh, you know what's that. awesome about the Solaire has 23 bombs, and he yeah. hit that one over the first level of fountain, or like the first water section. I don't know if you saw that one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that one went way far back. I was hoping he was going to be in it. Um, there's also a guy named Fran Mil Reyes who has 25 homers. And what's crazy about all of these, there's um, nine guys with 25 plus. So essentially they're on a, because it's a little more, but they're on a 45 plus homer pace, mm-hmm. uh, which to, if you had nine guys get that, that's just completely like unprecedented in years. We're talking like back to the steroid era. Yeah. As far as that goes. So. Oh, Josh Bell. That's who we forgot. He. Oh, yeah. He, he was against Acuna. Or something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Ronald Acuna. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Verlander said they're juiced, and then the Commissioner of Baseball came out and said that the balls have changed, like the, like they're more aerodynamic or something like that. And so I don't know, a bunch of like baseball purists are trying to get them to regulate it more, because I think there's also been a record <laughs> amount of strikeouts this year. Because I yeah. think Verlander is, has been the fast, or he's the only one that's given. He has like 170 strikeouts and 23 home runs given up, or something. Yeah, like I saw 26. Like it was some crazy amount. Yeah, so in it's the 20s. Yeah. So it's what almost two a start, like mm-hmm. one and a half yeah. plus a start. Um, what's crazy about what the commissioner said is he said, <laughs> so he said, uh, yeah, the balls are different, but we don't have any involvement. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Like you just ball. let let some guy bring baseballs to the park. You're just like, yeah, we'll use these today. Raw, Rawlings or whoever makes the baseballs, let's say Rawlings. Yeah. Rawlings is just like, hey, guys, let's just make a new baseball. Oh, did we ask anyone? No. No. Do they care? Apparently not. So let's just keep <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't buy that uh, ignorance stance. It's probably a back channel thing or who knows exactly how it's going on. But I – so – the homers are cool. Like, I don't care. Like, you can hit a bunch of homers. But the problem is what you were talking about. Guys are homers or strikeout right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's not fun about baseball. Um, like, a homer is cool, but when it's followed by, you know, four guys striking out, you're, I mean, it loses a lot of luster, especially yeah. when you're at a game. But even watching, too, you're like, all right, cool, homer. And then you're, the next three guys are like, dude, what are you swinging at? Like, <laughs> yeah. You, you you don't have to hit a homer just because that guy did. So I, I don't like the I don't like that in general, and it's probably a tough balance. But yeah, and that's what they were saying is it takes part it takes away part of the like offense in baseball because either you're trying to hit a home run or you strike out, and I think that's been the problem. Even watching the Cubs some this year is there's really no. I mean, it's also fun. Home runs are fun, but it's also fun when a team just strings together an inning and gets like a bunch of doubles or singles and just starts uh, clearing the bases and bringing them around. Like that's fun to watch too. That's that was hits. that's the most fun when it's like a eight or nine man at bat um, mm-hmm. or inning and it gets uh, like four to five runs and those are the best innings. Better yeah. than two guys hitting dingers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is necessarily. Hopefully it's just a trend uh, because pitchers have now adjusted where, you know how guys are all trying to launch the ball, right? Mm-hmm. We hear launch angle all the time. 
And so that means guys are swinging uppercut swings. And so now pitchers are throwing up in the zone. And so an uppercut up in the zone is impossible to hit. Even Kyle Hendricks, who throws 87, is throwing up in the zone and getting guys out because you can't get up there. It's just... It just makes sense. The ball, unless you're like six eight or something. Yeah, or hobby, or like somebody with crazy, crazy quick hands. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't get up there as well. So yeah, the home run derby was it was super fun. It was. uh, I still. I mean, I don't. I want to. I don't want to say like it was amazing, amazing because I didn't watch the final round. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mainly because the the second round where it was five overtimes took like an hour. Yeah, it was long. It was a long time, but uh, I don't. Yeah, that's I, that park is kind of. Wouldn't it be sick if they had one at Wrigley? Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Mashing them off the apartments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out into the street. Yeah. Also, uh, I th- did they have one recently in San Fran? Probably not. Where they hit them out into McCovey Cove or whatever. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd Just be cool. splash down every time, but. Yeah, the home run derby was fun. That's probably, I mean, baseball's over again until playoff time, pretty much. <laughs> until playoff time, yeah. which it's it's fun when it's during the week, but a lot of times, even when it's playoffs, especially if it's non-Cubs, if it's playoffs and it's the weekend, like I'm still watching football. Yeah, there's no chance I'm turning baseball on over football. Yeah, or if we're at a game, I mean, so... Yeah, so I guess it's just uh, simulate to football season now in a very depressing time of summer uh, where also it gets very hot. And <laughs> there was I like the transitions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got to take over for uh, Kurt. That's Try right. to work on the transitions. Uh, so there's an article. I don't know who posted it or I don't really care. Who name, you want to know? Her name is. Taylor Lorenz. Okay, Taylor, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> but basically, I, I didn't read the whole thing. I just couldn't make myself do it just from the whole premise of, I mean, they could they could have made some decent points in there, but I didn't really care. The, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Sorry. I'm super confused because the tweet was from a Taylor Lorenz. But it was written by somebody else. But I go and click in it. And it's by a lady named Penelope Green. So we're okay. not sure. Well, <laughs> both of them. It doesn't change the fact both of them are idiots at this yeah, point. that's true. But I can't remember what – you have it pulled up. What did the headline say on the article? Oh, the headline – the, the tweet is incredible. It's air conditioning <laughs> is unhealthy, bad, miserable, and sexist. I can't explain how many times I've gotten sick over the summer because of overzealous AC in offices. hashtag ban ac so now i get it she's saying that and then quoting and then including she's saying that about the article yeah so she's agreeing she's agreeing with with it right right okay that makes a little sense but not really no so yeah i i read that and gathered basically everything i needed to know about the article (laughs) (laughs) and didn't get very far into it there could have been some decent counterpoints but at this point i didn't really care um i don't really understand how you could live without ac especially in places like i mean i can understand if you live on like like in california or something 
where it's never gets above 80 basically in some places right yeah. and it gets cold at night like that's fine you can live without ac there but in places like the midwest or kansas where it gets to literally 110 degrees outside and then your house gets to 90 degrees that's not livable there's absolutely no way i don't think listen to this part this is insane. Many offices, including those in the New York Times, set their thermostats to 74 to 76 degrees. First of all, that's insane. Second of all. <laughs> First of all, I would quit that job. <laughs> yeah, which, which you would think would feel balmy, right? Yeah, easily. Yet the other day, my colleagues, probably 20% of them, were shivering in sweatshirts and sweaters. Shivering in 76 degrees? 70, 75 degrees, shivering in sweatshirts and sweaters. Okay, so I have seen these people that wear sweatshirts and sweaters. Oh, and, yeah. And um, they, like, have blankets at work. Mm-hmm. They just, they have poor blood circulation. Like, I don't, I mean, I get that I'm, I, like, us, a lot of us trend towards the hot side. So we're, you know, on of opposite ends of the spectrum. But if it's 75 degrees and you're wearing a blanket, like, you got a problem. You just do. I mean, that's just the <laughs> truth. Like that, you literally have a problem. Yeah, because that's what. If if our office ever got to seventy five degrees, I would. I don't know what I would do. I'd have to either a go out and buy like a little mini air conditioning unit to put by my desk. Yeah. Or just quit my job. <laughs> I heard. Didn't didn't Dom have a. Like some sort of crazy issue where his old job, the boss turned it up like insane. Yeah. Yeah. Boss man liked it warmer in the office. (laughs) Like 80. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. So like when I've talked about this before, like in the winter, when you go inside and it's 74, that's still pretty warm. Like I get warm at that point. So how is it, how's it different in the summer that all of a sudden you're absolutely dying in some place that's 75 degrees just because it's warmer outside and your body is freaking out or what? Yeah. So this, the article actually doesn't have that much like, uh, I granted I'm skimming it. It doesn't have <laughs> that much absurd stuff like that. You would think reading the lady after tweet. reading the tweet. Yeah. Cause it's like, it turns out gender is less a predictor and it's more age activity level etc that causes um like these feelings of comfortable with the temperature so it's not that uh it's so the article is do american americans need air conditioning there's some insane things in it but the most insane thing we'll go back to taylor lorenz (laughs) okay um because she tweeted that okay so first of all gotten sick i i mean I can't, that has to like, do with a, a lot of other reasons besides what the temperature is. It's all if, the people and, confined. Yeah, all the people confined and your immune system. It doesn't, I don't know, I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but if you can't not get sick when it's 73 degrees plus, then I don't know what to tell you. There's, another, there's, there's another article that says frigid offices might be killing women's productivity. This is completely insane. Yeah. You're, she she goes on to tweet, I should be able to wear dresses in the summer and not get hypothermia. Hypothermia? Can <laughs> 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 you problem, imagine getting hypothermia at work? The problem with this is like, 
I mean, you can wear pants. Too. <laughs> you don't have to. The the thing that we always like, I've always said, every you know, we always say is like, you can always get. Warmer. You can always put more stuff on. Yeah, you can. There's literally... only so much, unless you want me sitting in my boxers at work. <laughs> <laughs> then we got to keep it at least seventy two. Oh my and gosh! Room temperature. So, I wonder who decided who what room temperature was because seventy two is like the universal yeah temperature for room temp. Yeah. So no, yeah, somebody had to have done research on that at some point. This says that men prefer it more near seventy and a half, whereas women are a few degrees higher, which makes sense. Yeah, that I that's fine. With. Yeah, that's fine. You can I can still survive in seventy two. I would yeah. prefer it at 70 and a half or whatever that was. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I can survive. I won't get heat stroke. I'm like, they'll get hypothermia apparently. But I, that's the thing that really got me on that uh, tweet by Taylor was her hashtag ban AC. Like AC is just some terrible <laughs> thing that. <laughs> like it's just killing a bunch of people. Oh, where have we gone in the world that we have to ban air conditioning? <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. Well, I think that's uh, enough. That's, that's <laughs> enough of AC. complete mockery of uh, banning AC. Okay, I don't even know what to think yeah. anymore. Taylor, Sexist. go. <laughs> Taylor, go pound sand or something. That's right. All right, well, so the dog days of summer are approaching baseball, all-star break, so it's almost halfway over. There's not anything until, I mean, NFL training camp starts up, but, I mean, really it doesn't start getting into it until September 1st, I guess. It's when basically everything starts. But So until that time, we just have to simulate and pretend like, it's close to football season, even though it's over 50 days away still. Well, we'd be able to mentally get there quicker if the video game. Yeah, true. Which would have just come out, probably. Maybe. Uh, yeah, about, yeah. Today? Maybe. Yeah, maybe today. I remember it always around, like, June, July 12th to 14th. Yeah. I've seemed to remember, like, a July 8th in there at some point. Yeah. Anyway, somewhere around here, so... Yeah, that used to get you through until football season. Play Dynasty for probably 12 hours a day, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was insane <laughs> how much I played it. That was, yeah. We've already said talked about how our summers basically consisted of going to football conditioning and playing NCAA, and then during once football practice started, going to football practice and playing NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically all it was. Yeah. And kids now, I mean, that that's brutal. Yeah, what I, don't, I couldn't even imagine. What do you even do? That's what I'm saying. When it when it came out that it was stopping in 2014, like we were 20 plus years old, right? So like yeah. we could handle it a little bit. Like I I honestly probably would have been crying. Like I'm not even kidding. Like I would have been crying because <laughs> I was I was still pretty sad <laughs> even when I was 22. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a pretty sad day. I remember it pretty vividly when. Uh, I thought it was kind of like a take a year off. Yeah, type of thing. yeah. I was like, okay, like yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hasn't been a new one since 2014, so it's been a sad five years. But yes, I guess we can talk about um, 
media days or Big Twelve? Is that what we want to go into? Yeah, I just sort of just that they came out with the media picked their um, first team All Conference, so mm. all Big Twelve offense and all Big Twelve defense. Looking at it in general, not a lot of things jump out at you. Like as far as all right, this is this is going to be a. There's some playmakers. There's some you know yeah, big hitters. Guys. Yeah, so not not a lot jumps out. Um, well, for, a bunch of guys from Iowa State made it on defense, didn't they? Which yeah, is kind they of did. insane to me. Yeah. Well, the, I um, asked that like a question. Well, <laughs> I was the, asking you if I, if you thought that was insane to me. Well, the, which is kind yeah, of the, insane to me. The problem is the last thing we remember is K State's poo offense destroying Iowa State mm-hmm. for the most part of three three plus quarters um so ku and k-state uh ku puka williams made it um which is kind of insane yeah i mean i know okay we don't have to talk about he's a top three running back in the league so yeah he's good but that the fact he just got reinstated after all that happened and then the next day him get put on the all big 12 team seems kind of i don't know it seems a little iffy yeah it is by the big 12 i would think that they wouldn't but maybe just because it's one game i don't know whatever who knows he is he is that good but just to put him out there on the all big 12 team right after he just got reinstated is kind of weird to me but so uh quarterback sam ellinger makes it uh he came on strong obviously last year Mm-hmm. And and looks pretty good. The CD Lamb on Oklahoma, he's really good. He made it as yeah. a receiver. I honestly didn't know he's still there. Yeah, me neither. Um, I didn't know that either. But uh, <laughs> for K State, only one player, Reggie Walker, um, mm-hmm. who's kind of had a surprise, kind of had an up and down career. Honestly, mm-hmm. came out as a redshirt freshman and had I think maybe ten sacks. Yeah, he was. Uh... He was freshman of the year. All American. I think he was all freshman American. all American. Yeah. And um since then I think has been injured and just really hasn't played that well. Uh but good for him to make it. They're mm-hmm. probably like, Oh, we gotta put somebody from K State on there, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even though I, I wouldn't think after last year even he would have been the top I would have said like Wyatt Hubert or something. Yeah. Like above him for that selection but yeah i would have i would have thought hubert or um uh daquan that's who i would have thought would be the would oh, be yeah. would be pat would be Patton or goolsby even though i don't know if goolsby um is is worthy but i i thought that's who it was going to be but mm-hmm. um yeah in general like nobody really jumps off the page um not that we know like at this point, we don't know a ton about defensive players in the league. Yeah. Uh, I remember this Ray Lima on Iowa State D-tackle. He's massive. Mm-hmm. There's an Oklahoma State running back, Chubba Hubbard. Yeah, like, he, he played last year, didn't he? He was pretty good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, because he was like on, uh, on uh, All Big 12 last year, too. <laughs> I just got like PSDD when he said Chubba after uh, Chubba Purdy in that whole situation. Oh, no. God. So um, the only other thing, there's a Kennedy Brooks, Oklahoma running back. I'm, yeah, he's he didn't play that much last year, but he, I guess, is the next one up at Oklahoma, they figure. Yeah, I'm guessing, yeah. But Kenneth Murray, the linebacker, he made that team, didn't he? Yeah. I guess um, Kennedy Brooks ended up playing a ton, it says on here. 
like. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. But I don't remember him because Sermon is not there anymore. I don't think so. Yeah, and neither is Damian Anderson. They had another guy, I think, left too. But uh, in general, beyond the team, I think we can all agree it's Oklahoma's league. Um, no, I mean Oklahoma and Texas, right? Or the Yeah, I would say those are easily the top two that will be battling to win the Big 12. I, I don't... I Which, just can't ever really pick against Oklahoma just because every year I think oh, they could be beatable by some teams and then they just run all over everybody and they have Jalen Hurts now. Yeah, maybe Heather. since maybe since I thought uh, um, last year uh, Kyler Murray wouldn't be very good and this year I think Jalen Hurts is going to be really good for him. Maybe he'll be bad. <laughs> yeah, true. Maybe I'll just put the opposite jinx on them. Yeah. But they did lose a lot of their O-line to the NFL. <clears throat> they yeah. have Creed Humphrey, I think, who's their center that's still there. But they lost their exterior guys, I think. Ben yeah. Powers. Ben uh, Powers, lost their yeah. tackle. I can't remember his name. Cody Ford. Yeah. Uh, a couple other guys that were on easily the best offensive line in the country last year. Oh, so, yeah. Massive. <clears throat> They'll have some holes to fill. But, yeah, I think Texas and OU easily are the top two. There's really no question about that. And then After that, it gets kind of muddy. It gets muddy, and I think for the most part, Iowa State is, is probably the consensus third pick um, to be – like, I, I don't really see anyone – not that I, not that I think Iowa State's this great power that kind of some other people believe now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, After they won eight games and just started just teabagging everybody, dragging their balls through everybody's face because they won eight games last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. So I, I don't. They're weirdo fans to the extreme. Um, really good fans, but uh, as far as loyalty and everything, and but yeah, weird. Definitely weird <laughs> in general. Uh, but uh, yeah, after so we'll say after Iowa State, it's complete mayhem as far as who you pick yeah. for for I through. Would, I would put Baylor up there too, though. I think they're going to be pretty good because their quarterback Charlie Brewer, he was he was pretty good last year, and they had a lot more things in place on offense that helped him out last year. Yeah, um, I would I would agree I would agree with you on Baylor uh, at four. So we can say, and then after that, but I mean, even them, they could they could yeah, slide a little bit. They could easily be, <laughs> but in the bottom half too. Uh, when you're looking at K State, Texas Tech, West Virginia, um, oh, even Oklahoma State. It, Oklahoma State has a few guys on here, so they'll they'll probably still be good. Um, they I don't even know who they have at quarterback because uh, they lost. <laughs> they lost <laughs> UConn. They lost UConn, who was absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, I think they have a couple. Uh, I think they have a quarterback battle going on, but yeah. I think there's a, a favorite that is a young guy. They have an older guy, and uh, but I think he's not as good as one of the younger guys they have. If yeah. I remember reading offseason stuff right, but I obviously can't remember either of their names. The interesting thing will be uh, we talk about. TCU and that grouping will be mm-hmm. Alex Dalton playing quarterback for them, which yeah. last I heard he was he was in the lead. So um, yeah, I think he is, but they have that transfer from Ohio State, right? That they're still trying to get eligible. Oh, okay. But 
I don't know if they have been able to or if they will be able to, but if they don't, then I'm guessing it'll be uh, Delton. Yeah. Which will be insane. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. just from watching him for two years here, it was uh, interesting to say the least, his quarterback play. But Yeah. And then uh, even – and then the bottom <clears> um, – like you can shuffle in anyone down there. I don't even know if it's a, a for sure that KU is – I mean, they'll probably be picked 10th, but I don't think that's, like, in stone yeah. that they'll be the, the last place team again this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tech, I don't know about Tech. Yeah. I don't know. They have Alan Bowman coming back, the quarterback. But outside of that, I don't know what other guys they have. No. Probably I'm, none. Yeah, I'm not too – I'm not too uh, – and then West Virginia lost 10 million defensive players. <laughs> yeah. When bunch Neil, of defensive players, Will Greer, um, which David they have, Sills. yeah, which they have Austin Kendall from OU who could end uh, okay. up being fine, but I don't know. Yeah, yes. they have a lot of empty spots too. Though. So the the new coaches will be interesting to track with uh, K State, um, West Virginia, and Tech mm. because they're all kind of in the same boat as far as five to six wins is kind of the ceiling not the ceiling ceiling because anything can happen but that's kind of where everyone's pegging them so it'll be interesting to see who gets off to a a quick start i don't have i don't have huge expectations for k-state obviously at the first year but i also Mm -hmm. don't like i don't i don't swapping would be a complete failure yeah i don't see four and eight or three and nine or anything like that um just because, I mean, there still is a good amount of players, especially the defense. It's thin, obviously. We're thin everywhere. Mm. Been for a few years as far as depth. But I, I don't see if Skyler stays healthy all year. I really don't see him being, you know, in the bottom half of the league in in, mm. uh, in quarterback play, which in general – if you got a you know a, a decent quarterback, you'll you'll be pretty good. It doesn't happen. Mm. The Texas Tech situations where they have good quarterbacks and still are ass is not uh, that's not the norm. <laughs> no. Well, so Ellinger and Skyler are the only two quarterbacks that are going to media day, which kind of tells you a little bit about everybody else's quarterback situation. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that Hertz isn't going, but maybe. Lincoln doesn't want him answering a bunch of questions about him transferring and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. Who knows? But yeah, even if Skyler gets hurt, we still got Jay Chala. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, we still got him. But uh, yeah, no, it, I'm excited for it, and it's it's really we, we're in the 50s now. Um, mm-hmm. So the season will, will come up quicker than we than we really think right now. Um, yeah. Once but, once August hits, it's it's like all right, it's pretty close yeah, actually not now is easier than august i feel like when august hits you're like dude because you're yeah, really really so- thinking about it <laughs> like every few like every like 20 minutes you're like thinking about it you're like dude it's august 4th yeah like Still what's have- today august 8th no <laughs> yeah it's been like three weeks in between somehow yeah 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 exactly yeah now i'm excited for football season i don't it's impossible just because I'm such a big college football fan. It's, even though the expectations at K State aren't the highest for me, it's still impossible not to get excited. Yeah, just because. I, I, in general, like, and this is true when we talk about 
um, college basketball too. Just in general, if you're having a decent season, you just like like to watch the other games too. Like in, mm-hmm. it just makes it more interesting. Like yeah. everything is better. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's what sucked about last year. Like after we lost OU a thousand to zero. Um, I just like had a bad taste in my mouth and didn't want to watch any other football. Yeah. And that happened like after some of our other losses, like Iowa State at the end of the year, like it took me a little bit to get back into it and watch like bowl season and right. stuff. Right. Yeah, that. for sure. But yeah, it definitely makes everything, winning makes everything better. So hopefully we can pull a few out of our hat and win some unexpected games this year. Yeah. To win a, unexpected home game would be pretty awesome yeah that would that would get some momentum going i think yeah now that you said like we talked about Baylor, like yeah that's the first conference home game mm-hmm. um and we'll be coming off a bye i want to say and the yeah. mississippi state game maybe yeah i think we have a yeah it goes mississippi state by then baylor I'm so sure. that's a huge huge um obviously who even knows like i think bowling green's really really bad uh, so I'm ho- hopefully we're hoping that it's two and zero, and then two and one probably after Mississippi State. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you can get through the first four at three and one, um, that's huge because the schedule is absurd with three straight home games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then uh, I mean it's nice to have uh, the the extra home game because the Big Twelve flips obviously five and four. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have the five. But it's also insane when you have them three weeks in a row. Yeah. Like, I don't know really what the point of that is. I don't like two bye weeks either. I don't, I'm not a fan of two yeah. bye weeks. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited and I'm, I'm uh, driving down for, for Labor Day. So I'll be, down <laughs> there. I'll be down there for week one. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest game that we'll have next year, depending on how the season goes, but Iowa State, the last game, of the year at home yeah. would, be, uh, would be a huge thing, especially if they're having a good year and we could somehow knock them off. But, oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Well, getting all excited about football talk. We still have 50-plus days, so that's kind uh, of depressing. But, uh, uh, we'll get into more as the, the podcasts go on, um, mm-hmm. get a little more detailed uh, as far as K-State and if Trey wants to talk about KU, I guess. Yeah, we'll um, let him do all that talking. We'll let him do that. But this cast, if we stick with the format um, of me, you, and Kurt, we'll we'll get more into uh, K State football. Mm-hmm. And we might have a few uh, few little tweaks to the cast coming up to be on the lookout for. So uh, I think the EP Dominic Crook will have a little more to say about that. But um. Don't know what else we were going to talk about today. No, that's no, that's pretty much it. We had a few other things, but um, for for me, just for this weekend, Cookie Monster, he's gotten a lot of shout outs on this, so he better be, <laughs> yeah. he better be listening. Well, actually, this one. So for everyone out there, we're recording on Tuesday, but we're not sure when it's dropping. Um, yeah. Might possibly be dro- not till Friday. <laughs> yeah, possibly not till Friday. So. Me and Cookie Monster might have to listen to this together because I'll have to I'll have to tell him about all his shout outs. But um, he's coming up this weekend. Mike, unfortunately, uh, usually has come up in the past few years for a Cubs game, but uh, very disappointed. I can't this year, but can't. So um, we'll be at uh, we'll be at Wrigley on on Friday. Um, what's the uh, 
I know you've looked. What's the uh, weather forecast looking like? It's 82 right now. Wow. And sunny. 82 and sunny? Yeah. That's not too bad. That's that's pretty perfect for a <laughs> Wrigley uh, bleachers now. I've we've got to hope for better uh, better than last uh, two weeks ago when I went and it was over within the second inning. They were down 8-0. <laughs> to zero. So. This also will be a very good sign of how much bad luck I am if you guys go and they win on Friday. Yeah, because true. I haven't been to a win at Wrigley. So if if that's the case and they win on Friday, I guess that's just the end of it for me. Yeah, that's the Might end of Chicago, Chicago trips for Mike. <laughs> yeah, it's a little test, so I'm kind of secretly hoping. Actually, lose. anyways, we've we, we got to test it out. you got to come to a Blackhawks game next year. Yeah, true. That's the one we got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll, that's we'll all I got. You got the beer? Yeah. So Lagunitas Daytime IPA, 98 calories, 4% alcohol by volume. Uh, I thought it was very good. Um, I don't really know how to describe it other than a light IPA. Um, it still has the IPA taste. Because you know, like right away when you drink an IPA, you're like, "Oh, this is an IPA." Yeah, yeah, I know. So exactly, you yeah. could you could get that taste from this, like right off the first sip. If it didn't say IPA on the can, I didn't look at it. You're like, "Oh, this is some kind of IPA," but it's super light drinking, and it's not overpowering or super hoppy, which is good for me. It, these this is actually an IPA I could probably drink a six pack of, not just like one or two. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm going to go 14, which is probably Whoa. the highest highest I've ever given on Beer Breath Podcast and maybe the highest beer we've ever done. Yeah, Don was saying on the last one, so he gave Space he Camper. He Space Camper? Yeah, he only gave it a 13, though, oh, which wow. I was shocked because I yeah. thought he like said it was the best beer ever. So I was assuming 14 or 15, um, but he gave it a 13. And he said you guys did one or they did one where they gave it a 14. Um, so it ties yeah, or is, it gets up there yeah. with some of the top ones we've had, at least for me, I didn't have a second opinion with Kurt here, but his doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 14 out of 16 on the Lagunitas daytime IPA. Very good. Um, would probably buy again, but, uh, do you have any final thoughts? No, uh, that besides just that, that Taylor Lorenz AC lady is completely out of her yeah. skull. We all Man. love AC. It's the, probably one of the better parts of summer is AC. So. <laughs> There's honestly not a better feeling than when you're outside for a little bit and you're like sweating or it's just really hot and you walk inside. That first initial burst of AC is better than most feelings on this planet. Yeah, and you uh, you can't not go, ah, this feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever you walk in, you're like, oh, thank you. like, oh, my goodness, this feels amazing. <laughs> then you immediately rip off all your clothes. Yeah, stand in front of the fan. Um, all right. Well, we'll don't think we'll see you again this week. <laughs> yeah, it might not be a sure little... when this will come out. Probably Friday. But yeah. uh, so this is your beer breath podcast for the week. So hopefully you enjoy it. See ya.